Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. you have given us to come before you Lord oh dear Lord as we have gathered before you give us of your spirit to teach us to minister to us in the name of Jesus we love you Jesus we cherish you we adore you we thank you Holy Spirit in Jesus name amen, amen. clap for Jesus as you take your seats <laughs> wonderful well I am um, I have been sharing with you for some few weeks about faithfulness, and um, today I want to put a pause on that message. We're going to continue with that message, but um, I, um, I feel that um, there is a need to continue something that the Lord has begun as neutralizing the curses that are in our lives. And um, the prophet passed through our land, and I believe that the prophecies that were prophesied over our lives are going to come to pass. But um, he gave us a key, a great key, as to how our curses will be neutralized. Hallelujah. And it is through soul winning. It is through soul winning. Hallelujah. I don't know how many of you were listening to um, the father this morning. Uh, he preached a very powerful message. Very, very powerful. And I don't know how many of you were here last Tuesday. There is a message that I shared with you. And at the last scripture, he was ministering that me- and it blessed me so much. And we are going to dive into the knowledge of God. It is the knowledge of God that will set us free. It is the knowledge of God that will take us higher. Hallelujah. Nothing else. And he showed us, he says, just studying the Bible, studying the Bible, getting to know God is what has placed him where he is. Amen. Endeavor to know God through his word. Make effort to know God. As a Christian, endeavor to read the scriptures. And find meaning to the scriptures. Search the scriptures. Hallelujah. Amen. Eat the word. Eat the word of God. You will be transformed. You will be changed. Hallelujah. I don't know how. And you don't need to know how also. Amen. It's not everything that you can understand and explain. Do you understand? It's not everything that you understand and uh, you can explain. A lot of you don't know how airplanes fly. You, don't, you can't explain how airplanes fly. But you believe and you sit on it and you, you believe that it will stay flying for several hours to bring you to your destination. Amen. You don't know how your kidney works. But you believe that it will cleanse you and then you go and urinate. You don't even think of how it works. Amen. 
Well, so today, I want to share with you this important message. And I call it, uh, the message, Sharing the Good News. Sharing the Good News. The good news is meant to, I think only five people are excited, but I'm going to preach it anyway. You see, you don't like what is going to neutralize the curses in your life, but I'll give you, I'll, I'll, I'll show you. Hallelujah. You see, many of you don't like to evangelize. Many of you don't enjoy evangelizing because you don't even know what to say. How many of you agree that some people, not you, but some people don't like evangelizing because they don't know what to say? Not you, but you know some people don't really like to evangelize. Yeah, because they don't know what to say. Amen. Sharing tracks. Sharing tracks is one way of sharing the good news, but you realize that it yields very little. How many of you have gone on evangelism and as you are coming back, you are picking up your tracks again. You shared so many tracks, and as you are coming back, you are picking up. Some of you don't know what to say, so you have resorted to sharing tracks. That is what you can do. Amen. But we cannot also neglect sharing of tracks. I see that when we have evangelism month, I see people go to doors and in front of cars and just stack in your tracks. You know? Some people will pick up maybe and read it. And maybe a soul will be saved. And it's worth it. So we cannot neglect it. But it should not be the only thing that you as a Christian, you are able to do. Do you understand? You, you realize that you have to throw a lot of seeds to yield something. Amen. Amen. Now that is not the most effective and efficient way and it's not such cost-effective way of winning souls. Hallelujah. Last, I think, not this Saturday, but the Saturday before, I went on evangelism with my two sons. And, and then when we got there, I said, okay, I'm going here, and you two can go there and share Christ. And they asked me, where are the tracks? I said, no tracks. Just go and share Christ. You see, and they felt that something is missing. You see, something is missing. But we ought to be able to share Christ. We ought to be able to speak to other people about Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Meeting someone and just inviting the person to church is another way of winning souls. But um, it's not also as effective because a lot of people that you invite, they don't come. They do not come to church. A lot of people also live far from churches, so they don't have the, if they are not already committed, they will not go to church. Do you understand? And most of you also don't even follow up and call people that you met and invited. You don't even take their numbers to invite them to church. So you realize that also has a limitation. Amen. And preaching in the church, preaching in the church has a way that we are able to win souls, but for the most part, if you don't invite people who are not born again, it is, again, polishing the coins. And we keep polishing the coins and polishing you up and preaching because then we resort to maintaining you that you remain a Christian. And we don't add more souls 
to the kingdom. Hallelujah. So you realize that most of these are all important. We need to do all of this to win some. But um, we ought to be able to realize that if we are planning to evangelize, then we have to have the ability to speak to people. When Jesus began his ministry, he was doing soul to soul. He was speaking to people individually, winning souls. Amen. He went and he met Peter and his brother. And he spoke to them and he brought them. He went to meet John and his brother. And he spoke to them. And the Bible says he went again and he saw the tax collector, the Levi, Matthew. And then he spoke to him. Do you understand? So Jesus went about winning souls, speaking to people individually. And so if he did that and it worked, so you realize that even at the end of his ministry, the people that he was able to minister one-on-one or individually were the ones that remained. He preached to large crowds. He ministered to large crowds. But at the last minute when he was leaving, the people who were stable and remained and continue with the ministry were the ones that he met and spoke to them. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So as a Christian who is determined to be set free from your curses through soul winning, you should also know how to evangelize to people. Hallelujah. Is that, do you understand what I'm sharing with you? It is important, it is important that we go out and win one soul. Even if all of us, if we will go out and we will win one soul. Last Saturday, the people that went out, they won souls for Christ. Amen. Amen. And it will be counted for them. Hallelujah. They are neutralizing their curses. You choose to keep your curses. The only problem is that the pastor suffers because the problems come back to the pastor. Amen. But Jesus, he will rather leave the 99 born-again Christians and he will go out and speak to that one person who is not born again. Hallelujah. So we need to teach that and we need to be like Jesus. We need to share Christ. Hallelujah. Now we are going to go over some of the things we have to say to people when we want to share Christ with them. Is that a good thing? Some of the things that you also need to understand. Because some of you, you are born again, but you don't even understand what it means and why you are born again and why you ought to be born again. Hallelujah. So first, you have to understand, and then we will be able to also share with others. Hallelujah. Born again, born again is not some form of term that was coined by a certain group of Christians, and they call themselves born-again Christians. Do you understand? Born-again is not a terminology that was coined to classify some group of Christians. Amen. Born-again is not any man's terminology. It was not made up. How many of you have heard someone asking, are you one of those born-again people? You see? And he says he's a, he says he's a Christian. And he said, are you born again? He says, no. I'm not one of those born again people. Have you heard that before? 
So you need to understand and you need to explain to the person what it means that it's not a term, it's not, it's not like, are you one of those Roman Catholic people? Are you one of those light? It's not a religion. It's not a group of people. Hallelujah. John chapter 3 and verse 1. John chapter 3 and verse 1. So it says, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee. Listen to this. It's not a man's turn. Jesus said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee. Except, say to somebody, except. Ask the person, do you understand except? He said, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. This is Jesus' words. The Bible says, Jesus answered and said unto him, except, except, there is no other way. He said, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Verse 4 says, Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? It's a realistic question. It's a legitimate question. It's an honest question. You see, some of you don't understand certain things, but you will not ask. But the man didn't want to feel sure that, you know, I am also religious. I have been a Christian for a while and I understand these things. So he says, how is that possible? Then Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Then he says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do you understand? He says, what is born of flesh is flesh. That your father and mother came together and gave birth to you is flesh. And what is born of the spirit is spirit. Then he said to him, marvel not. You see, because people will laugh at you. I guess the man laughed. Do you understand? Or Jesus anticipated, or Jesus felt in his spirit that he was laughing in his, in his heart. Amen. I'm preaching a very important message. So if you sleep, I will come and knock your head to wake you up. Anyone. Very important message. Message that you need to understand. This is the foundation of your faith. He says, marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. Don't laugh. It's not a joke. It's not a Christian term. Marvel not. It's not coined. Don't be shocked that a man ought to be born again. 
The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. You see, that's what I was sharing with you. There are certain things that you don't know. You believe that you are breathing air. Do you see air? But you believe that there is air around you. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can this be? How can this be? You see, so this is not a term that was coined by some Christian group. It is Jesus that used that term, born again. Hallelujah. It is Jesus that said a man ought to be born again before he can see the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And so that is the reason why we ought to be born again. Now, why do we have to be born again? You see, a lot of times when you are inviting people to Christ, we offer them something that is enticing. Do you understand? We offer people things that are enticing. But the reason why, the main, the primary reason why we ought to be born again is because we have sinned. That is the primary reason. We have sinned. We must not offer Christ to people and say to them, come to Jesus and he will make you rich. We say to people, come to church, come to Jesus and you will find a good husband. How many of you have said that before? You are invited, oh, come to my church. There are, you say, come to my church. There are a lot of good young women in my church. You've heard that before. Yeah. Sometimes people will ask you, are there good men in your church? Are there single men, potential single Christian men in your church? And then you say, oh, yes, come. Come to church. And you'll find a good husband. Come to church, you'll find a good wife. Come to church and Jesus will make you rich. Come to church. You have been searching for a job for a while now. Why don't you come to church now? Come to church. You will find a job. Amen. Come to church and all your marital problems will be solved. Just come and talk to my pastor. You just come and talk to my pastor. Amen. Come and talk to my pastor. With all these marital issues, just come and talk to my pastor. You see, we offer Christ in this way. We offer Christ in this way. So if I'm offering, come to church and Christ will solve your marital issues and you are not married, then you don't need to come to church. Come to church and Jesus will make you rich. If you are rich and you don't need money, then you don't need to come to church. So we see, when we offer people salvation, when we offer people Christ in this manner, we exempt people. We exempt others. And that is why people say, oh, you, 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 I don't know what you need that you keep going to church. Because, you see, we have made it look like we go to church, we go to Christ because we need something. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? That we need something. That is why we go to church. Jesus did not come so immigrants will have papers. Is that why the immigrants go to church so much? You see, that, you see we shouldn't offer Christ in that manner. Amen. It is true, it is true that when you come to Christ, you, he can make you rich. It is true that when you come to church, when you come to Christ, you can find a good husband. 
You can find a good wife. I can guarantee that the best of wives, they are in my church. If you are looking for a woman to marry, the women that I have ministered to in this church, they are the best of your choices. I can tell you that. And I know also that they have, they have criteria to choose you. It's not because you have muscles. That is not the reason why they will choose you. Because they have been given the criteria to choose. True or not true? So you see, if we are offering people, come to church, oh, come to church, and you find this, come to church, and you find that, we realize that we eliminate people. We, 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 we bring the gospel or we invite certain group of people to church. But there is one thing that is common to all. There is one thing that makes everyone qualified to come to Christ. And that the Bible says, for all have sinned. For all have sinned. Romans 6, Romans 3 and 23, it says, for all have sinned. Whether you are black, you are white, whether you are Hindu, you are a Muslim, whether you are, uh, you, are, you are a woman, you are a man, whether you are rich or you are poor, whether you are single, you are married, it says, all have sinned. And because of that, we have come short of the glory of God. Hallelujah. We must not offer Christ for wealth. But it says, all have sinned. This is the primary reason why we must invite people to church. This is the primary reason why we must invite people to Christ. That all have sinned. All have sinned. And we have come short of the glory of God. Hallelujah. That is the reason. Amen. Yes, it is true. When you come to Christ, you will find money. It is true. When you come to Christ, you will find peace. You will find solution to your marriage. But that is not the reason why we come to Christ. The reason we come to Christ is because we have sinned. That is the invitation. Hallelujah. That is one thing that is common to all. The Bible says all have sinned. And so there is no exemption. You can't say, I don't need Christ because I am rich. I don't need Christ because I am married. You have sinned. You have sinned. That is the first reason why we invite someone to Christ. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Hallelujah. Now, why have all of us sinned? Why have some people will tell you? He says, we have, I've not sinned. I have not killed. I have not stolen since I was born. I have not done this. I have not done that. Romans 5 and verse 12. Romans 5 and verse 12. It says, wherefore, as by one man sin, as, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Hallelujah. Wherefore, our ancestors, our ancestors sinned. Our, 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 our ancestors, Adam and Eve, because they sinned, 
It says, through them, sin entered into the world. And for that reason, we have all sinned. Oh, how? How can it be? Jesus says we have all sinned. Amen. I don't understand it. You see, the Bible says foolish and unwise questions and arguments avoid. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Your, your, what you are sharing to people is what is in the scriptures. Do you understand? Don't make up things to explain. The Bible says, wherefore, as by one man sin, yes, it is by one man, one man, through one man, sin entered into the well, and death followed because of the sin, and so death was passed upon on all men, because we have all sinned. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Because we have all sinned. This is the reason why salvation message applies to everyone. This is the reason why salvation message applies to everyone, whether you are rich or poor, whether you are single or married. It applies to you. you. The Bible says everyone has sinned. Everyone has sinned. Hallelujah. Now, a person must accept, accept that he or she has sinned before he can receive salvation or she can receive salvation. A person must accept that he or she has sinned before she or he can receive salvation. First Timothy chapter 1 and verse 15. It says, This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Do you understand? The New Living Translation says, this is a trustworthy saying, and everyone should accept it. Everyone should accept it. That Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And Paul said, of whom I am chief. He, the one that is writing it, he accepted it fully. He wants to be on the top. He says, I am the chief sinner. Everyone must accept that he is a sinner. It says it's a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. Everyone must accept it. Jesus Christ did not come to save the righteous. So anyone who considers himself or herself a righteous person cannot receive salvation. Am I teaching you something? Anyone who considers himself righteous, that I have not sinned, I have not stolen, I have not committed adultery or fornication or this or that, I don't smoke, I don't drink. Anyone that feels righteous and does not feel he has sinned, you cannot receive salvation. You are not the kind of person Jesus came for. He said Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. This is the reason why he came, to save sinners. Hallelujah. Jesus did not come for the righteous. Amen. Amen. Number two, there is a reward for your sins. There's a reward for your sins. And I can tell you it's not a good one. There is a reward for your sins. Hallelujah. 
Romans 6 and verse 23. It says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So every Christian, every Christian should know at least these two scriptures. Romans 3.23 and Romans 6.23. Isn't it easy? Romans 3.23 and Romans 6.23. Let's say it together. One, two, three, go. Romans 6.23. What does Romans 3.23 say? Sin. And come short of the glory of God. Wonderful. And Romans 6.23 says what? And the gift of life is eternal life through Jesus Christ. That's it. You see, you need to know these two scriptures. All have sinned. And there's a reward for your sin. And you just need to know these two scriptures to support it. The other things I'm sharing with you, I'm just explaining so that you will understand. Do you understand? But for those who want to share Christ Simple, just know these basic scriptures. Hallelujah. That there is a reward for our sins. There's a reward for our sins. You see, sometimes people don't believe that there is a reward for our sins. Sometimes people don't believe because, you see, people will tell, I don't go to church. I don't do all these things that you are doing. And they know they are living in sin. They know they are fornicators. They are adulterers. They know they, they steal at the job all the time. And look at where I am and look at where you are. So you see, they don't see that there is a reward for sin. But the Bible says the wages of sin is death. There are wages. There are wages for your sin. And wages, they are accumulated. And they pay you one day. Isn't that so? When you go to work, you go, and then you go and you check in. You sign in, and when you are leaving, you sign out. Do they give you money as you are leaving? But you know you have accumulated some hours. Isn't that so? Patrick, isn't that how we work? You know you have accumulated some hours. So you go again the next day, you check in, and you check out, and you are leaving, they still don't give you anything. But you know that you have accumulated some hours. You know that your wages are piling up. Amen. You have more hours. And you know that there is a day that is coming. There is a day that is coming that you are going to receive your wages. The one who employed you is calculating exactly. He looks at the time you came in and the time you, you went out. And then he looks the second day, the third day, the fourth day, throughout the week. And you also know. You also know the hours that you have accumulated. And so he will pay you exactly what you qualify for. That is wages. They get accumulated. They get piled up. Amen. Amen. So at the payday, they will give you your wages. 
And your employer will make sure that it is not more than you deserve. And it's not less than you deserve. Adley, do you understand the word of God? Your employer will pay you exactly what you deserve. That is wages. You earn them and you qualify for them and you'll be paid exactly how much you earn. Hallelujah. You may not receive your wages for your sin now, but a day will come. There is a day that is coming when you'll be paid your due. What you qualify for. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10. It says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he had done, whether it be good or it be bad. Whether it be good, you can say it in pigeon and it flows. Everything you have done in your body, everything you have done, whether it be good or it be bad. Amen. And he says, everyone, every man, every woman, everyone will appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Everyone will receive his wages. Everyone will be paid. Everyone will be assessed for all that you have done and you will receive your wages. Hallelujah. So every sin that you have accumulated, every sin. So you are feeling that, oh, you have done all these things and you are still alive and you have not died. And the last time your boss called you and they gave you this new promotion, you have married and your children have gone to good schools and your marriage is even better than these people who say they go to church, you will receive everything you have done in your body, whether it be good or it be bad. Amen. Everyone. Hallelujah. Everyone. Amen. Matthew 16, 27 it says, for the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to all his works. Everyone, everyone, he shall reward you according to your works. Hallelujah. He shall reward every man according to his works. So whatever sin you have accumulated, whatever sin you have committed in your body, you will receive reward. All the women you have slept with, you will receive your reward. All the men you have slept with, you will receive your reward. All the abortions you have committed, you will receive your reward. All the things you have stolen from your job, you will receive your reward. All the things you have stolen from your parents, you will receive from your reward. All the lies you have told, you, he says, everything, all the things that you have done, in your body means the things your mouth has spoken, the things your eyes have seen, the things your hand has touched, the things that you have rubbed your arm, the things your lips have touched, everything that you have done in your body. Whether it be good or it be bad. Whether it be good or it be bad. 
Whatever sin you have accumulated. But the Bible says there is hope in Christ. It says there is hope in Christ. I said there is hope in Christ. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Put your hands together for Christ. Wow. 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 Isn't that refreshing? Isn't that good? Say to yourself, I can say in Christ, I'm a virgin. You can say whatever you want. Say, I'm a born again Christian. So all my fornication, all my adultery, they are passed away. I'm a virgin. Put your hands together for Christ. It doesn't matter how many. You see, this is the assurance that you will give to someone. It doesn't matter how many men you have slept with. It doesn't matter how many women you have slept with. It doesn't matter how many different kinds of breasts your hands have fondled and you have touched. It doesn't matter how many mouths, lips, tongues you have kissed. It doesn't matter how many people have invaded you. You can say, if I am in Christ, I am a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I am a virgin. I am clean. I am clean. I am clean. It doesn't matter what your sins are. It doesn't matter how filthy your sins are. You see, this is the assurance you give to people. It does not matter what you have done. You see, men may look at you in a certain way. Men may consider you don't qualify. No one will choose you. No one will select you. No one will think of you as worth anything. But if a man be in Christ... He is a new creature. All things. Say all things. Say my old life. They are passed away. And all things are become new. All things are become new. Hallelujah. All things are become new. But it says, if a man be in Christ. If a man be in Christ. How does one come to Christ? How does one come to Christ? I think our time is up and we have to continue our service. We have to continue with this message. So we will pause here and God willing, next week we will continue the word of God. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Put your hands together for Jesus. Put your hands together for Jesus. Are you learning something? Are you arming yourself to win souls? Are you feeling prepared to win souls? Do you have grounds, things to stand on to share Christ with people? Wonderful. This is my story. 
my song Praise and my Savior All that they know This is my story This is my song
or that the cases that are in our lives they are being neutralized as you are becoming even better soul winners we are grateful and thankful in the name of Jesus giving your life to Jesus but you are saying I want to give my life to Christ I want to receive salvation I want to welcome Jesus Christ into my life you are not born again this afternoon the Bible says if a man be in Christ he is a new creature no matter what you have done in your life no matter how many sins no matter what you have done in your life this afternoon, if you will welcome Jesus Christ into your life, He's here to save you. He's here to cleanse you. He's here to purify you. If you are here this afternoon, you are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus Christ into my life. For He says, except a man be born again, except you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of heaven. If that is your prayer, with all eyes closed and every head bowed, you want to receive Jesus Christ into your life. Just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? You want to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior? Is there anyone here like that? You want to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior? Lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone? Anyone here like that? Why don't you all join me as we say this prayer together? Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. this afternoon, I confess with my mouth that you are Jesus, the Messiah, the Christ, that you are the Son of God. And I confess that you died for my sins. Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart that you rose again on the third day. Please forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from my sins. Lord Jesus, I welcome you into my life. I welcome you into my heart. Be my master. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you clap for Jesus as you take your seat? If you send it. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.